0: I listen to listen I listen I I listen to I listen to What's going on, thinkers? Welcome back to another episode of Thoughts by the Ville DI where I'm bringing you some of the best talent and the most knowledgeable and entertaining people that I can find for your entertainment and for your uh, educational purposes. Today, I have someone with me. Um, she left in her notes that she was a 19-year-old author. <laughs> very proud of that. And I think find that very commendable. So today I have with me, Arthur, surely. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah, you did. Thank you so much for having me. I really, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for having
0: me. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with me today because, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world right now. So, um,
1: basically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but this is a great platform, so thank you.
0: (laughs) So, um. Basically, how I like to start off is just get the people a little bit of your background, you know, your upbringing and so on and so forth, because I feel like it can be a inspiration to people um, out there that may come from a similar background and, you know, may say, hey, well, look at her. She's doing this. I could do that, too. So let's start off with just give us a little bit of your background story of, of where you're from, where'd you grow up? What has life been like for surely so far?
1: Yeah, so I've lived in the same town my entire life. I have never moved. I've lived in Boston, Massachusetts. And I have always liked writing, luckily. It's been my passion. And I used to write poetry and short stories ever since I was young. And I would enter in poetry competitions or short story competitions. And I actually wrote my first book, my first novel when I was nine of course it wasn't any good but but it wasn't it wasn't really good but but hey we're here for the character development and so when I it was about a dragon and his adventures so yeah you can laugh about it
0: everybody Um, likes dragon adventures
1: (laughs) this is true um so yeah when I reached high school the environment and the atmosphere around me shifted a little And I noticed that the people around me, my friends, and even people I barely knew, were dealing with mental health issues. And some of them were dealing with stress from school. Uh, My best friend graduated as the valedictorian, so he was always under the pressure of being perfect all the time. And that, that definitely took a toll on him. And I had other friends that were having family problems at home, and we're dealing with depression and whatnot. So I thought, hey, I've been writing my whole life, and I'm not a therapist or a doctor or anything. But what if I can bring light to this issue by doing what I know best, which is writing?
0: Okay. Now, that is kind of a a large uh, uh, weight to carry at such a young age. So. I'm kind of interested in um, what I know what made you decide as far as from what you just told me, but what sparked inside of you to say, I'm going to be the one that's going to take this mission on myself?
1: Well, I I would argue that I didn't think of it at first as like a task I was trying to take on. I thought of it more so something I wanted to write about because I thought it mattered. But eventually it turned into something more than just scribbles on a notebook or just notes on, a, on my phone. And that, I guess, happened naturally. But I always felt this inclination to write about something that mattered and something that I would feel satisfied with, but also that other people could feel satisfied with.
0: Okay. Now, mental mental health is definitely um a topic that's getting a lot of attention right now. So, I'm glad that someone of your age group is speaking on it because I feel like that may bring uh younger people who may not, you know, a lot of times younger people will it's harder for them to take advice from a older person. Because for some reason, when most of us when we're young, we look at older people and say, you don't know what you're talking about. But at the end of the day, it's like that that person has lived through what you've been through. But with you being in the midst of it at the same time, I think that um, people may take it better in, from coming from you. That's just my thought. But um, So tell us about this a, a little bit more about this book that you're writing. What's the name of it?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I really agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of the problem is like people my age don't take criticism or advice from people older because they don't care what they have to say. And I think that is is really or can be very problematic because um, people are just trying to help other people and look out for them. So I think it's really important to keep an open mind no matter what. Um, But yeah, on to the book. My book is titled something, that is actually the name of it. Um, It follows high schooler Aaliyah Rai, who is an Indian and Hindu protagonist. Mm -hmm. And it's a coming of age story. And it follows her through her experiences of happiness, sadness, everything between. She's an aspiring singer. And she thinks that she has what it takes to become a, a great singer and get into her dream schools. But she soon realizes that life isn't as easy as she wants it to be so it's her story
0: okay so you chose to take the the fictional aspect instead of a you know the the i call it the classroom perspective it was like this is this is this and this is this is this that's, that's pretty cool um so i'm assuming that you were uh you're from um indian descent
1: yeah i am Um, and yeah, you're totally right. While this is fictional, I, I wanted to take elements from my culture and incorporate it into this book because I thought it was really important.
0: That's dope. Um, now I know in my community, the, um, African American community, there is sort of a stigma when it comes to mental health and talking about mental health and seeing therapists and things like that. What is it like the what what is it like in the um the Indian Hindu world like or do you guys have those same type of stigmas to deal with or like give us a, a a look inside of what that's like
1: Yeah, I think we suffer from similar issues your community and mine. I mean half of the people in my community when they have these mental issues, they don't even they don't even acknowledge that they exist. They just deny it and say that it's something that we all go through, and so they just brush it off. But that is part of the problem. the The thing is, you need to be able to have access to the resources that help you get out of this, and that's super stigmatized in um, Indian communities as well as African American communities.
0: Yeah. So. With the, I'm curious to know, what would you say for your, your age group is kind of like the, the, the trigger? What is the biggest uh, opportunity that you guys have or what is causing the, the most from your point of your perspective of the anxiety and the, the um, you know, these mental health issues that younger people are having?
1: I think a lot of it has to do with the pressure of being perfect all the time. That can bring out the anxiety. Um, what else can bring out the anxiety is the the family stresses and this self the self pressure to do what you want to do but with no remorse and forgiveness towards yourself and you can become overambitious and all of that stuff. And I don't think that that is really healthy and that can lead to anxiety. And I also think um, the depression can come from a lot of things, family issues, not liking what you see in the mirror, not waking, not feeling like you have a purpose when you wake up. And I think that is really important. And there are so many other mental illnesses such as OCD, bipolar, Mm. And so I'm not discounting those at all. I am just saying that anxiety and depression are the most common ones that I've seen people deal with.
0: Have you yourself dealt with any of that?
1: I would say luckily I am fortunate enough. I I come from a great family. I have great friends. I have never dealt with any extreme anxiety or depression. Yes, my um, sadness comes and goes, uh, as it does for any normal human experience. I did debate in high school. So I would say sometimes I would get nervous when I got up to speak. But other than that, I Mm -hmm. didn't have any actual bouts of anxiety, depression, or anything of that sort. But I think that That gives me the opportunity to fight for those who do experience these things. Because sometimes for them, it's hard to advocate for themselves.
0: Mm. So, what can we do to help our younger people, from your point of view, to deal with their um, mental issues?
1: I mean, I think that that is a great, great question. I think it takes a lot of steps an effort to be able to deconstruct this whole stigma around mental health and mental illnesses and seeking help. But I think the first step to normalizing it would just be able to talk about it without feeling embarrassed or anxious. If you need to see a therapist, and you're going to your therapy appointment, and you are with your parents, and they're asking you where you're going, and you feel too embarrassed to say that you're going to therapy, I think that is the problem that needs to be fixed and that gets better when you start talking about it. Hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, whoever it may be. I am going to see a therapist because I have been feeling a little off or I just wanna check out what the therapist might entail. Mm -hmm. Nothing necessarily has to be long um, in order for you to see a therapist, but you should be able to communicate really about who you're seeing why it's important to those who need to know
0: yeah because i I think that a lot of people what stops a lot of people from going is that idea that if i go to therapy then there's something that means there's something wrong with me like um i had a friend at one point who not, I'm not to get into their whole story, but you know they were dealing with some 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 issues, and I was constantly trying to encourage them. You know, hey, why don't you go talk to somebody? You know, I'll come with you if you need to. If you're not comfortable with the therapist, you know, she was um, really heavily into her uh, religious belief. I was like, if if not them, not the therapist, maybe there's someone. At your church that you could speak with, that you trust and can confide with, or maybe something like that, and the the, the main response that I would get would be, "Um, no, because you're not gonna want to hang with me if they tell me I'm crazy." And I was like, "You you don't have to be crazy to get help." I think that stops a lot of people from seeking help.
1: Yeah, you're so right, Beverly. I am, and I mean that is. I think that's a very interesting story you bring up that this person was religious and was deterred by a therapist because of their religion. I think that that is just as important because it shows you that people, no matter their religious beliefs, their race or anything, they should be able to seek help if they need to. And I really feel for this person because they felt like, you would see them differently if they saw
0: someone. Yeah. And I I even got to this point myself where I sought out therapy. And it was one of the best things that I've done for myself, you know, because it's a, it's a ear, not a judgment or a, um, somebody giving you advice. A lot of times when you go to try to speak with someone, uh, a friend or a family member, you end up getting advice instead of that listening ear and sometimes you need that listening ear. I, f- I tell people uh, I have this uh, metaphor I use that is like you know it's like a bucket. Every, you're like a bucket. every so often that bucket gets full and it'll start. if you don't watch it, it'll spill over. So you every once in a while you have to dump that bucket out and then you know you let the bucket fill a little bit more to where you're comfortable dumping that bucket out more and more often. And um, they also in therapy, what I learned was that sometimes you need that person to kind of push you into those uncomfortable points, into those areas that you tend to block out, that you tend to leave out of the conversation. They'll take you to that, uncomfortable, make you comfortable enough to, to let them take you to that uncomfortable place. And it's, is it's, it's beautiful. Once you come up out of that, man, it is just like, it's one of the best things that I ever, that I feel like I've ever done for myself.
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, that was amazingly put. I'm actually going to write that bucket metaphor down right now. That's, that was well described, but also, yeah, it's, not easy to get help, but it's always worth it. I would say, like you said, also it was probably really hard at first, but when you finally got to see someone, it was definitely relieving and worth it.
0: Yeah, because when I when I initially started telling people, my react their reactions were, "Is it really that serious that you got you need to go talk to somebody? Like you could just talk to us." I was like, no, because you just you're not listening to me you're hearing me but you're not listening to me you're listening to a response and the other response I always got I always got was there's nothing wrong with you you don't need a therapist like but I do so i had to make that decision myself and then i have a daughter because not because but i have a daughter who deals with anxiety and i also deal with anxiety so we got to a point where I actually had to start helping coach her through these, through these episodes that she have. Like it will be, it may be, and she's 12. Uh, it may be a test. Uh, one of those, I forget what they call the tests that they take at the end of the year. I I don't remember, but it will be a test, a big test. And she may hit the classroom and just lock up or, um, a the running thing. She lives out in California now, and they do this mile. They have to get a certain time and a, a, on a, running a mile, and she get a, get an anxiety attack about if she's gonna be able to pass running this mile in whatever time that they set. And so people on the outside they look at it as it's not that serious, but people have to understand that anxiety. That's why I, I speak about anxiety often because I understand it a little more I think because I deal with it but anxiety is a real thing it's like you know when you have these uh, um, these fears for no reason it's like you're you're sitting there and your mind will be like are you worried and you're like no worried about what and then your brain answers back like exactly <laughs> you know find something yeah. to worry about you know
1: I mean for sure even if it's not grounded in any actual belief your brain's just like you know what i don't care be worried about something
0: yeah worry about something my when, when it'll be times where my daughter's coming from california and her mom puts her on the plane she calls me hey yeah she's on the plane she'll be there xyz time okay cool and then i'm sitting there and i'm like oh something's gonna go wrong let me make sure i got everything together so i can get there We'll get there super early. I'll end up at the at the airport t- three hours early <laughs> just to make sure oh my I'm, I'm there if anything goes wrong you know that's on and that's on the um that's on a bad day it's like i gotta get there because just in case something happens i want to be there and it's just it's it's wild how it hits you and you have to you have to learn how to stop yourself and say wait hold up You're being irrational right now, and you know why. Just relax. Everything's cool. Everything's smooth. You know, you got this. And that's the the same mantra that I tell her. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just saying that you're totally right. And I know, like, I, I don't know your daughter, but I know from a distance that she's so lucky to have an understanding father, even on her roughest days, you know, cause that's just by what you're telling me, that seems so hard for her. She gets up so early because she's so anxious about running and all of this, but you're still there for her fighting against her rational thoughts. And I think that means the world to her.
0: Yeah. Cause like she, she'll hit nights where if she's, she could be getting ready to go back to California and she won't be able to sleep. She'll literally be up The whole night. This is something we've done. A hundred times maybe. We get up. Go to the airport. Ticket. Search the bag. Boom, boom, boom. You get on the airplane. See you later. You land. She knows the process. But it's just that anticipation. Of. You know. um, I got to do this tomorrow. You know. Let me make sure. Everything's just right. Which everything's never just right. And I think that, that kind of leads sometimes to children and adults will get into that um, self-medication, you know, where we start to look for, where it, not even necessarily talking specifically about like drugs or alcohol, but we'll find something outside of us to, to, to try to take that, uh, that edge or take that pain away. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, and that's that's actually something that I explore in my book. I mentioned that it's not necessarily bad. Like, I don't have any negative feelings towards if you want to smoke some weed or anything like that. I think everything has to be done in moderation and whatnot. Mm. As long as you're taking care of yourself, I think that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, when is um, this book, has it been released yet? It was being released
1: Yeah, this it month? came out earlier this month, yeah. Um, it came out May 8th, because of all the craziness of everything that's going on. Um, some publicity things have been delayed, but I am so happy to be here, and talk about something that's important and you gave your own story too and your daughter's story and that is that means the world to me and is listening to this
0: and where can it when can it people find your book
1: you can buy it on amazon you can buy it by typing in its title and then my first and last name or just my first and last name shoyle banerjee okay. and if it's sold out which it may be, and you can also buy it on Barnes & Noble.
0: So do you have any, like, um, online th- promotional things that you um, that you got going on to promote your book, push your book?
1: Um, well, you can go to my website. It's at com, or you can follow me on Instagram at shoylee underscore, just my first name. Underscore, and I hope that you were able to reach out to me because I care about all of you. So I hope, please don't hesitate. Um, I am here and I appreciate you all.
0: All right, well, um, uh, I'm gonna try it again. So, are
1: we. <laughs> yeah,
0: did I nail it? Yeah, Shirley. Lee, I, I really thank you and appreciate you coming. Yeah, no, perfect, on, um, perfect. Speaking with me today. Um, definitely, you guys get out there check out that book. Sounds like it's going to be great. Sounds like it's going to be great because we need more people, more pe- especially more young people like Lee out here spreading these messages and and because we have to help each other as a community. Now, shortly, this is a question that I ask every guest that I have, or at least I try to. Sometimes I forget. Now, to the the people out there that may be going through something, that maybe don't have necessarily somebody they feel like they can talk to immediately, what advice would you give that person? to help get them through what they're going through?
1: I would say, first of all, it is okay not to be okay. And that just means that you shouldn't be expected to be happy all the time. You should be able to experience sadness um, like normal humans do because that's part of the human experience. But you should know when something is wrong. You know yourself better than anyone else. And when you realize that you aren't being how you normally are, or you aren't acting the way you normally do, I hope you know that there are so many people out there and here that would love to talk to you that want you to know your value, and that are willing to help. You can seek a therapist. And if that isn't attainable at the moment, I gave my social media handles while I'm not a therapist or a doctor, I will help you get in the right direction. I will help you get the resources you need because I and everyone else around you want you to succeed and wish the best for you.
0: Nice. Now tell them one more time the name of that book and where they can find it.
1: The name of my novel is titled Something, and you can find it on Amazon by typing my first name and last name, or you can buy it on Barnes and Noble.
0: Now, thank you once again for taking the time out to talk with me today, Sholee. I really do appreciate it. Anything that I can do to help or any time that you have something that you need to get out there, you make sure you come back to Thoughts About DeVille the VILDI Podcast. Yeah, thank you so
1: much, DeVille, for having me. I really appreciate that.
0: No problem. And to the listeners, as always, I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all I thank y'all for tuning in because without you guys, I'd just be talking to myself. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever it is that y'all got going on right there and make sure to take care of your star player and your star player is you. Okay. We're not recording anymore.
1: All right. Great. Well, like, first of all, thank you so much again for having me. I, Apologize if I wasn't talking as much. I was listening to you because you had very interesting things to say, and that Well, thank a lot. you.
0: I appreciate. I appreciate that. I try to uh, know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> no, you definitely like definitely, and that's I. You seem like you knew what you were talking about, and not even that, you were sharing great stories about your life and your daughter's life, and I really want to hear it. So,
0: no, that's no problem. well, like I say anytime you wanna come back, just uh email me, and we'll set up a time and we we'll do it again
1: All right, great, thank you so much,
0: and your show will come out um you're actually next up your show will be out the upcoming Wednesday, so I'll send you right. out, I'll send good. you out thank the you um so links and everything, and I do like a little small. This little small uh audiogram uh snippet from the show. I send you that. You can use it, uh, you know, to promote or whatever you want to do with it or nothing.
1: Yeah, thank you so much again.
0: No problem. You have a good day.
1: Thank you too. Bye.
0: Bye.